New Mathers with my motherfuckers ass. You wanna know how to rhyme? You better learn how to add. It's mathematics. Mighty most definitely. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm a ball around science. What are we talking about here? Peace, peace, peace. Welcome to another episode of Wilds of Dome. Today I have a very, very special guest, man. You know, he's uh, one of the leading lyricists in the game. Um, great MC, great thinker. You know, he puts out projects that are extremely thoughtful, you know what I mean? And we're glad to have him on the show. Mickey Fax, appreciate you for coming through. Yo, yo, yo. Mickey Fax, I'm in the building. I'm excited to be here. Joaquin, what's going on? No doubt, no doubt, man. I'm glad to have you here, man. It's definitely an honor, man. You know, you've done a lot for the culture and represent you know, uh, a lot of what's good in the culture, man. So definitely an honor to have you on, man. Um, and so I kind of like, the, whenever I have MCs come on, kind of like the, you know, get the the superhero origin story. So like, what was, you know, like, as far as getting into music and hip hop and everything, you know, what was it that sparked you to like, yo, this is what I want to do? Man, um, let me think. I think for me, it was, uh, Big Daddy Kane, mm. King Asiatic, you know what I'm saying? Right, um, right. You know, it was this, this this brother who, you know, I first heard him on a, on a, on a record player, um, and I turned his voice up to make him sound like a chipmunk. <laughs> right. um, and uh, my cousin was like, Yo, what you doing? That's not how you listen to it. You listen to it like this. Mm-hmm. And then I was just listening to this man's words. And then, like, maybe a week or two later, Ain't no half-stepping video come out. Mm. And it's like, wow. <laughs> this guy's fly. Right. Rapping crazy. Hot, hot top fade. Right. To perfection. Dancing. And he got the women. Nah, this this, this is who I want to be. This is right. who I want to be right here. And, um, and he was kicking knowledge. Like, he was lyrically in tune. And he was mm-hmm. kicking knowledge. So, you know, I built my whole aura around him you know what i mean right 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 and that's you know it's kind of i think slick rick and eric b and rock kim for me is what like my had mm. a older uh like uh, my uncle he was like my brother you know um and he gave me those records as a young and I, I probably wasn't supposed to have them but you know it just did, <laughs> it just did something to me man and it's like you know the ever since then you know just a part of the culture just you know as as a fan and somebody who strives to contribute something you know what i'm saying like it's, it's been in me ever since and in 2008 right. though you hit the uh double xl freshman cover you know what i'm saying um yeah. what what was that whole experience like man i mean again you know this this is one of those scenarios where i was collecting source magazines mm-hmm. I'm collecting double xl magazines and I can't speak for everybody, but for me, it's like I'm collecting this stuff, not thinking I would ever be in these magazines, not thinking I would ever be on the cover, let alone. I just was a fan. I'm just a lover of hip hop. So for me, to just kind of be in that position to get that phone call. I got that phone call maybe three days before my birthday. Mm. And I remember where I was. I was in I was in a, a junior high school. Playground Park, Playground Park, and Rob Markman, who's now like over there, a genius. He called me. He was like, "Yo, I'm not supposed to tell you this, man, but yo, I couldn't hold it, man. Like, 
Yo, you're going to be on the cover of the double XL. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, what? He was like, yeah, man. He was like, yo, man. I said, yo, who else is on the cover? He was like, yo, right now, it's just you and Wale for now. I said, wait, what? Just right, me right, and right. Wale? <laughs> yeah. That just let, that let me know that I was doing something right. The fact mm-hmm. that it was me and him were the top two names that they had for this because Wale's uh, buzz was huge at that time too, you know what I mean? Yeah, Wale's buzz was crazy. So, and 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 him and I's buzz was like we were neck and neck, mm-hmm. and it was just dope to get that call. And it was like Earth. I, I don't know if I cried, but I was definitely emotional. Yeah, and you know the shoot the shoot was dope to just kind of know that I was going to be on the cover was incredible. Nah, I mean it was definitely deserving, man. Um, you know I was uh kind of going through your catalog and uh I was listening to the new joint the the Black History Month with Mickey Fax joint man you know first off I love that joint <laughs> man you know what I'm saying like like um as somebody you know don't be wrong I like the ratchet shit too you know what I'm saying it's all good but we it's uh, the balance always has to be there right and um man like first off I gotta ask you like, did that require some some research to get in the lab and like, yo, I got to, I got to, you know what I'm saying? Because you you went in detail and in depth about a lot of people and important events within history. So some of them I knew mm-hmm. off top, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman, right? Like that yeah. was just, you know, I know about Chadwick, so that was easy for me to write. Eartha Kitt, I knew about Eartha Kitt. Malcolm X, I knew Martin Luther King. All of those, but the, it was a lot of the, the obscure stuff mm-hmm. that I wanted to do. And I wanted to do events, too. I didn't want to just relay it to people. Yeah. I wanted to dive deep into the Tulsa Massacre, mm. uh, the, the the Red Tail mm-hmm. crew, right? Um, Martin Luther King's speech was, you know, that mountaintop speech, not, not the, uh, not the, I have a dream mm-hmm. and not him as a person. I, 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 I just wanted to stick to that. Right. Right. And there were events, there were other things, black inventors. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I just wanted to dive deep for our people during that month. And I wanted to, I wanted it to be special. Yeah, and I wanted it to be lyrical, and then I wanted it to be ratchet too. Like there was some flows on there that was like <laughs> new Man. school, right? Right, right. And I wanted, I wanted everybody to hear it and be like, "Yo, I can't believe he did this." And I wrote every one every single day. I did it every wow. day, and I, I, I edited it every day because I did videos too, right? So like the, the audio was online, but I did videos as well, and I had those videos up on my IG and. Some of them went viral, some of them didn't. And the Ben Carson one went viral, mm-hmm. and the Tulsa, Oklahoma one went viral. Also, Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa yeah. went viral, too. Yeah, and that Tulsa, Oklahoma, like, that's an extremely important one for me because, uh, you know, we have, I have family in Oklahoma, and whenever I'm out there, uh, a lot of people still don't even know that this even happened, right? People mm. from Oklahoma that don't know that the, you know, Tulsa race riots happened. And, you know, for MCs such as yourself to bring mm-hmm. light to that type of thing, you know what I'm saying? That's a beautiful thing, man, because like, just like how KRS was doing back in the day, like, you know what I mean? Like, you must learn, like, it's the, it's like the, 
2022 type of shit like that like like what inspired you to do it though but because you know we are in a time where that's not always what gets the most airplay you know what i mean um what what inspired you to 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 take it then man february 1st was coming up and i was just like yo man what, what how how can you how can you celebrate Black History Month, man. How, how can you do it? How can you celebrate it, right? And I was like, man, the only way I know how to celebrate it is to write a rap, man. It's to rhyme. And if I'm a rhyme, let me rhyme in this historical format. And let me do it acapella, because I want people to I want people to not pay attention to the beat. They need to hear the words. And, and it needs to be 60 seconds. I need to get my point across at 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then I need to make it lyrical, but I also need to have like that bounce to some of them, you know, and I need to research. I need to, I need to be able to know what I'm talking about. Like I, I devoted a lot of time to do it and I think the people appreciated it, you know. Yeah, we definitely and, do. Yeah, we definitely do. That's that's what we go. I mean, look, it's not even Black History Month 365. I still listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank you. Thank you. What, uh, like your approach to music, it's, like you know from concept albums to the way that you write your bars like mm-hmm. it always seems like you don't you're not it's, you're not conventional with it right like what does that come from as far as just that ability to be creative and and think outside the box with your music man i uh i always do my best to not conform to normalcy mm. um I feel like we as a people, we're the most creative species on, on earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to continue that trend musically. Um, so like I will do a 28 day project on black history mm-hmm. month. I will do a whole verse about comic books and, and video games. I will do a whole album about art mm-hmm. and being a graffiti artist in the eighties. You know, I, I, I will rap as Malcolm X, right? When I was Detroit Red, and I'll even go as far as dyeing my hair to, 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 to get into that role. And, you know, like I will be vulnerable and talk about, you know, losing all my money and, and falling in love and getting married. Like I feel like these are things that, as long as it's good music and it's good content and lyrically it's on point, you know, I don't see anything wrong with thinking outside of the box and trying mm-hmm. to be as true as possible with the content that you create. And I, th- I think I do that at a very, very high level when it comes to hip hop, right? And I, I, for me, you know, I, I'm always trying to think of the next thing, like what's the next thing, you know? I don't know if you heard that record A minus, right? Yeah. You know, I, I was actually going to say that's on the Warp Collages joint. And that's one of yeah. my, that's, hey man, that that's still in rotation too. I was going to ask you what, you know, like your, your writing process for that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but just to even think about that, right? Like creating a rap about the letter A and then talking about the letter A and where it came from without using an A is just outrageous. That's right? outrageous. Like, That's crazy, actually. <laughs> so for me, I uh, I always want to do things that's outside of the box and, and have people be like, damn, did he just do that? That's crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. So we just recently got the, the Kendrick album um yes have you had a chance to listen 
I have, yes, I have listened to the Kendrick album. All right, what were your what were your thoughts? Loved it, man. I, uh, you know, it's a, it's only a few MCs that when they drop, I stop everything I'm doing, and mm-hmm. he's one of them. You know what I'm saying? And I really sat down and I just dove in, you know, and I thought it was great. It, it was a vulnerable, honest, therapeutic album. Right. And I think a lot of black men, the ones who do get it, are the ones that are working on themselves. And the mm. ones that don't get it, in my opinion, mm. are blaming it on it's not catchy enough. It's not it's not uh hip hop enough for you know, and, and it's and therapy is not supposed to be that way, right? Mm. It's supposed to be rigid, it's supposed to be trauma based, it's supposed to be healing within it, and it doesn't always look pretty, it doesn't mm. always sound pretty. And I think he conveyed that very, very well. So I, I, I love that project. Indeed. And you, and you mentioned that it was like a therapy session. And I've noticed that within hip hop spaces now, um, stuff like therapy, stuff like mental health, like like learning about one's mental health and, and like, you know, making sure that that's on point seems to be part of the evolution as, you know, of our culture. Now, where it's more acceptable, it's more talked about out in the open. Like, what are your thoughts? You know, because, I mean, as as Black men, you already know, man, we go through a lot. Like, as far as now people are bringing forth, uh, to the forefront, you know, ideas and solutions um, about, you know, uh, fixing our mental health and making sure our mental health is on point. I mean, I think it's just generational, right? Mm. You got to think about when... As kids, I remember older people. Whenever somebody said, "Hey, you need to, you need to s- s- see a psychiatrist, or you need to speak to somebody," I ain't crazy, right? Yeah, I'm not, you know. And that trickled down to to me, you know. And I, and I kind of was like, "Man, I don't want to go to therapy. What I need therapy for? I'm good." I, I, and that's not true. I feel like we all need some time to reassess our past. Mm-hmm. to get over it. And I, I think as Black men, we already go through so much, it's hard for us to make sense of talking about our pain, right? And, and, and actually crying, right? I think crying for a lot of m- Black men, especially, you know, alpha men, right? When, 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 I, when I hear someone say, I'm an alpha, right? It doesn't necessarily have to mean you're this super aggressive, powerful person, right? It just, right. It, could, it could mean that you're a leader, right? And you you have qualities that that showcase you can handle situations in that capacity by being a voice for what yourself, your family, and your people. Right. Uh, and I feel like alpha men feel like they got to be alpha all the time, mm-hmm. 100% alpha, no crying, none of that, no no ability to reason with your fellow person or your fellow man, right? Like you can't show no kind of emotion, right? And I feel like that's, and if you're not alpha in that way, you're beta, right? And I Mm. feel like that's not, that's not realistic, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So I think as black men going to therapy and having these conversations with therapists to break this chain and this cycle is imperative it's just we have to get to that space where therapy is normalized and our yeah. mental health is uh, taken seriously. Yeah, yeah, great answer, great answer. And I also think, you know, to at least have a couple brothers that, you know, you can connect with and, and 
you know, build with them about your problems and what you're going through, like check on each other. You know, that's that's definitely important. Um, and you, you made a good point about as far as alpha men, like alpha men doesn't mean that you're always going to be the quote unquote, either the most physically imposing or the most intelligent or have the most money. There's qualities. All those, those, you know, a lot of times people think that that is all it takes, but it's how many people trust you in order to lead the pack, right? Yes. And if your shit's fucked up right here, man, you know, like, yeah, you're not, you're not going to make yourself a good leader, man. And um, speaking of like mental health, I know past couple, like earlier during the week, man, I was kind of, kind of tripping a little bit, man, because I was just, I kept seeing the news clips of, you know, like what happened in Buffalo. And, mm -hmm. you know, even though, like, I don't, I'm, I don't know, I don't know them, it's still like, it's, it's our community, you know what I mean? And I, you feel something every time you see that, right? And so like, what were your thoughts? Like, I mean, you know, once you, I guess, sat down and, and saw like the tragedy that happened in Buffalo with the mass shooter and, you know, everything that was going on with that. <clears throat> I mean, it's definitely traumatizing to see black women and black men murdered by white men. Mm -hmm. And then they get taken into custody without any retribution. They don't die mm -hmm. on the spot. They get, they, get, uh, they get the opportunity to claim insanity or my mental health wasn't on point. And it's, you know, it's looked on in that capacity. Um, for me, I, I felt terrible to see some of the footage yeah. of some people, you know, being murdered and he saw a white man and he's like, oh, you white, oh, you good, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Right, so it was intentional. Um, and definitely, you know, these kind of images are frustrating, right? Like, um, especially, you know, I think the most frustrating I've ever been seeing black bodies die or, or, or getting uh, abused it's probably Sandra Bland and um, yeah. George Floyd those those were the two mm -hmm. that hurt me the most mm -hmm. because you know obviously Sandra Bland black woman yeah you know right. abiding by the law and then next thing you know she's murdered or you know they say she wasn't murdered she committed suicide I don't believe she committed suicide the traffic stop you know over a traffic stop no come on yeah. cut it out I believe she was murdered, and I believe the George Floyd seeing that was polarizing and it was mm. disgusting, mm -hmm. and it hurt me. And you know, we saw that during the pandemic, so that was even more traumatizing. So, you know, not to compare trauma, you know, in terms of uh, images, but for me, sad to say, I was I was hurt, but I was also like, man, I hope something happens to him. And then, you know, yeah, exactly. kind of went on, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think I think that's normal like that. That's what that, you know, I don't think uh, and I don't think, you know, when we feel that anger or, or we feel that hurt. I don't I think we we got to process it. Right. I don't think there's something that we should be like running away from or right. you don't you don't want to get desensitized to this. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to normalize this every time it happens. If it hurts you then, hey, that lets you know that you're still alive and you still care. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. Yeah, no, I agree. 100%.
100% agreed. I, I feel you. And that's exactly how I'm looking at the situation and scenario. Indeed, indeed. I know, um, and you've also, on a lighter note, you know what I mean? Um, you've been involved with Battle Rap as well. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so, uh, B Dot, yeah, that's my partner, man. Shout out to him. Um, and, um, you know, I was asked him the same question, but mm -hmm. do you think, what do you think the difference, like, do you think a lot of battlers may struggle from, uh, like, the transition from being on the battle stage to making music? Because that's always been the knock for some. But some people do it well, like yourself, B Dot, uh, Sue Surf, you know. But do you think that do you think that, that whole narrative is is played out at this point or is still some truth to it? I definitely think it's played out now. Um, I think battle rappers can make music and, and rappers can battle. Right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I think I, I've proven it multiple times. Um, even if somebody says I lost, I still held my own and I was able to go in there and, get, and gain the respect of my opponent every single time. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think music is more of an emotion. Mm -hmm. Battle rap is cerebral, but it's also emotional depending on, you know, the situation and circumstance. I feel like sometimes when you're in a battle format, since there is no metronome to hold anybody and you can kind of get caught up in fighting against your opponent. And if you don't take the proper time to decompose and purge, you take that energy into music and next thing you know, you're aggressive right. and you're all over the place on the, on the record. And, and music is supposed to be an emotional to me, it's sacred, right? To, yeah. to just go on to a booth and record your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your your stances, you know. So, I just think I, I just think battlers weren't around other people to kind of guide them and lead them into the space where they can be expressive in a in a in a way that is memorable. You're right. Yeah, I indeed I can see that. Now, did did. I don't know if this is the truth, but I saw somebody talking about um, uh, Crooked Eye and Disaster getting in the ring. Did you hear that? Yes. So yes. that's so that's going to happen. Yes, they're battling tomorrow. I mean tomorrow. They're battling later this year. Uh, they signed the contracts this week. Uh, mm. Yes, it should be an interesting match. Right. How do you, how do you think Crook? You know, as we know, you know, one of the you know, top pins in the game, do you think, you know, he'll make that smooth transition to, you know, from, from, cause it's different. Like, you know, whenever you're on, whenever you're in the booth or, or, or on a record, mm -hmm. your bars can sound battleish, right? Mm -hmm. And like you're going at somebody or you're battling on wax, you know, but whenever you get on that stage, just from being a fan of the culture that they, they have different cadences, they, slow they know when to slow things down you know what i mean like, like yeah yeah you, you think you think cook can uh make that transition man um i hope so yeah i have a lot of faith in him 
I believe that he will uphold the standard of what it means to be a lyricist in this culture and then transitioning that into what the battle culture is. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping for the best, bro. Like, yeah. I really seriously am hoping for the best. I, I want the best out of Crooked when it comes to that because if he does well, other people will be inclined to jump in and we can get some matchups that we never would have thought we would have seen. Mm-hmm. You know, if he, you know, he just has to continue this trend of being this guy that can, you know, make it happen and make it work. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I think that is, that is a great point. Cause you know, I'm pretty, I know a lot of MCs that are nice with the pen. They look at, you know, they look at the, the battle league like, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it one day. You know what I mean? But, um, if they see more like yourself and like Crook and you know like jump in that arena, maybe we'll see more of them. Um, and speaking of battle, I don't I don't really I don't build on too much negativity or drama on the show, and so mm-hmm. I don't want to ask. <clears throat> I'm gonna ask you this way. Obviously, we know that you had a battle, a track, a, a well, this song um, mm-hmm. with against Royce, and. Yeah. Um, and so now that the smoke has cleared and everything, mm-hmm. for any MC that says that he is great, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you feel like they got to go through that? Um, in regards to what I what I did, well, maybe not the reasoning, but you went up, you showed that your pen was just as good, or if not better, possibly. They're one of the one of the greats, right? Is that something that you feel like a dope or a top MC, somebody that is cut from that old school cloth, like you mentioned? Is that something that to have that to be battle tested in that manner? Is that something that you think all dope MCs should probably go through? Yeah, I mean, you know, I try to avoid that at all costs because I know what I know what it can do. I know what that means. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I do feel like most of the top MCs have gone through a lyrical beef. It yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. And I took disagreement, right? And it's up to the people to decide who won and who didn't win. And um, I do feel like some of us, and, and as lyricists, you know, you got to get tested at some point, right? And I think right. that was his test, and I think it was my test. Right. I feel like I passed my test, my portion. Yeah, you most definitely did. You know, <laughs> you most definitely did. And, you know, I think both I think both records were dope. I think like y'all kind of brought out y'all brought out like the best in each other, man. And at the end of the day, you know, due to the fact that it's just lyrical. Right. I mean, yeah. the, fan, the fans won in that, you know what I mean? And you you showed and proved as well. Um so yeah, that's all I wanted to know as far as that goes. You know, I I don't like the I don't like the the platforms that kind of use those type of things to try to dive into some some mess that don't need to be. You know, like right. we 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 keep it we keep it thorough. But um, appreciate it, appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt, fam. Um, we we was having a conversation. We kind of you know get our hip hop nerd on sometimes, and I saw one of the conversations that people were having. Want to get your thoughts on it? They said that Andre 3000 is one of the dopest MCs of all time, but he cannot be top five because he does not have a solo album. 
I mean, for me, I, I, I look at it like, like who, who made this criteria? <laughs> That's exactly what I said too. <laughs> like, where, where does that, where does it state that in this hip hop rule book? Uh, I think he's done enough. I mean, when you think about it, like he was able to create classic albums with Big Boy. Mm-hmm. He was able to be on feature records with other artists and, Killed, and have Killed all, verse all the time. Mm-hmm. I think he's given enough. Like, I, I don't think he's a lazy artist either. I think he just got to the space where, you know, the pressure was a little too much for him because of of fans and supporters saying he's top five and he didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, do I feel like he's top five? Personally, I don't even know if I have a top five anymore, but what I will say is I can't argue anybody's top five unless you're their top five, bro. Yeah. And I feel like if you look at it from that standpoint, less arguments will happen because I could, I could have I don't do them anymore, but just as an example, I have Kane, Black Thought, Biggie, you know, and all of these guys in my top five. And then I could take that top five to Chicago and then I have Lil Reese, Dirk, Yay. And I can't tell them that that, that top five is wrong. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that is, I feel like that is what matters, right? Like, right. I feel like who's the top five to you? Let's not base this off of metrics or numbers. It's it's a personal preference, right? And once you do it that way, you avoid a lot of arguments and a lot of bickering and back and forth. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And you kind of mentioned uh, Andre when, you know, we read the articles where he kind of got disillusioned with the industry a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You being in the industry, have you ever felt like that? You know, like well, like it's like I love making music, but this industry side, like you know, the politics that go with it. Like, do you ever? Is it ever? a point where you get frustrated and just feel like you got to take a break? Yeah, I always feel that way. Um, I'm in that zone kind of sometimes now. Mm-hmm. My school has given me a little bit more life and light to not want to do that anymore. But I do have some obligations that I have to meet before I hang up the microphone project-wise. I'm always going to pull up and do a feature. I'm always going to pull up and and, and, and do a show, but as far as new content in terms of new music, I don't think that Really? Now, how long you been feeling like that? Um, I've been feeling like this for like, I mean, I've always been saying to myself, I wanted to retire at 45. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm at that age now where it's like, I don't, I don't know if it's the, I don't know if retire is the right word or, or maybe it's taking a break being mm-hmm. to focus on building up other artists in that capacity, you know? Yeah. So it's not the fact, it's, so you'll still be around it. It's just uh-huh. you actually putting out albums might be put on. Yeah, yeah, just just albums because, mm-hmm. you know, those joints is, people like, first of all, people aren't listening to albums, so it's a little tough on that standpoint. standpoint. And secondly, like, I just feel like it's a lot of work to do. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I enjoy my school right now more than I enjoy making it. If you, so your school, if you can't build on that, what's going on? Yeah, so I have a school called Pendulum Inc. It's a hip hop school for lyricism. We teach people and MCs how to write better rhymes. 
as well as how to flow on beats. And we dive into the mental health capacity aspect of it to get MCs to be better artists and better human beings. We mm. also have some elective classes. We got a battle rap elective class. We teach MCs some components about battle rap. Mm -hmm. We also have a content creation class. We teach people how to create great content over the course of eight months and, and, and how to go viral in that capacity. And we also have a Mickey Money class, which is a business class teaching you the ins and outs of the music industry. So, wow. Yeah, that's a pretty wow. Big okay, so yeah, um, send me, uh, what, what's the, it, is it a website or? Yeah, I'm gonna send you the website now through the chat. Okay. Uh, so you'll be able to check that out. And if you want to add it to, you know, the after effects on the show, you can. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna definitely put it in the description. Um, I saw uh, your interview on uh, Powerful Impact and you were um, building about crypto and, you know, other currencies. And um, even though obviously we, you know, we see that Bitcoin and, and Ethereum and other coins are kind of falling. A lot of people say buy the dip, you know what I mean? Um, but what are your, like, are you still a, a big supporter and a big proponent of, you know, brothers and sisters investing in cryptocurrency? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you should definitely, you know, get into cryptocurrency. Uh, just don't get too crazy with it, right? Like, be mm -hmm. careful, be, be conservative with it. You know, don't spend anything that you don't have. Like, you know, right. what means if you got $200, left over from paying all your bills, you know, I would say, you know, put $50 into the crypto. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. You know, I hear a lot of people that a lot of, a lot of the people that have a lot of negative things to say about it are people that never really invested in it because I know personally right. I've made money from crypto and I'm not a crypto expert, you know what I mean? But I understand a lot of times the science of, you know, buying the dip and, and then just holding it, you know what I mean? And um, you got to understand that it's extremely volatile, right? And so oh, yeah. it, it might you might see it going down and then something happened in the news or something like that and it, it starts skyrocketing, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's very, that's very understandable from that standpoint as well. It can happen to anyone. It can happen any day. So you got to be mindful and careful about what it is that you invest in. But I do feel like you should invest in crypto. As far as your school goes, um, how long you been doing this and what kind of inspired you to, you know, create a, a, a hip hop school? Uh, what inspired me was um, the retirement, mm. right? And thinking mm. about Black Rob and uh, Black Rob, who else? There was somebody else who passed, oh, DMX. DMX, yeah. And for me, you know, and for me, in that capacity, when I saw those three legends pass away, I was like, man, I need to create something that honors them at some point in time. I need to create something that, you know, we can learn from that's 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 genre bending, that's legacy shaping. And Pendulum was the first thing that came to my mind. And I said, okay, let's run with this. No doubt, no doubt, man. Well, Mickey Facts, I appreciate you for stopping by the show, fam. Um, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure to build with you. Um, and I will definitely put the link uh, for the uh, school in the in the in the description. But let everybody know what else you got going on. What can they expect for the rest of the year in twenty twenty two? 
hopefully I, I can uh, put out some more music and content. Uh, I got a song dropping every month on all uh, digital streaming platforms. Um, you know, we have a summer school class getting ready to be launched uh, with Pendulum Inc. So just, you know, look out for everything, Nikki Facts, man. Follow me on all platforms. I'm all around. No doubt, no doubt, man. Well, I appreciate you. Peace. Peace.